Welcome everyone to episode 28 of Talk with Jordan, high tech on the low. Orin, how are you this morning? I'm fine, thank you. A bit hot today, but fine. Well, you know, it's a hot day out there, so I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to have you in the studio. Again, everyone, welcome to our episode sponsored by Front Team, a community with 3,000 members in the high-tech ecosystem, and we cover six different verticals in our communities, and we are always about networking and making connections. So thank you so much. Please look us up if you would like to know more about us. But right now, we're here to talk with Oren a little bit about clouds and a little bit about cyberbullying. So we're going to see how that all comes together. You know, it's not fully. And also, we're not talking about the type of clouds that deals with the weather, with deals with the rain, with deals with the fact that you're hot today. Right. But it deals <laughs> with uh, it deals with the or maybe it does. You're going to tell me in a second. Right. Yeah. But uh, but we're going to go into kind of this whole idea of what clouds are and what you know, what they have to do with cyberbullying, because I think it's something that's, you know, honestly, when you and I were talking is so unique, so something that's not even talked about, like at all. I've never even I mean, really, when you were even bringing it up to me over the phone, I was like. I've never even heard this idea, so and I'm and I like to think I'm kind of understanding about the world of tech. So you know, so basically, you know, uh, I want to kind of get down right into it with you and just kind of start with what is your background, generally speaking, professionally professional background, and then we'll get kind of go into the whole thing of clouds and cyberbullying. So. Shoot, Oren, let me know about it. Well, first of all, thank you, Jordan, for taking it today. Uh, a bit about myself, 46-year-old, married with three kids. You don't look uh, a day above 46. Yeah, day over uh, 47, <laughs> by the way, but I got a reduction. It's a hot day, so I shrank. There you go. In here. Uh, I have over 25 years of experience in the high-tech industry, computers, especially uh, in the information security realm. Um, I've traveled around from startups to military services to enterprise and gained a lot of experience because the variety makes you adjust. Sure, it gives you different tools along the way. Exactly. So uh, that's basically my background Uh, over the years. I've uh, Have you found one area that you liked more? Was it security? Was it enterprise? Was it startups? Was it none of them? I like to, to look at myself as a geek and the Lego brick master. So everything in the computer industry is interesting because you can always take it apart build it again make it a fuss make Make it different different no matter what specifically you see it in the information security realm because the challenges are constantly evolving constantly new threat new attacks new method new knowledge and the way you look at things change your perspectives makes you adopt to new challenges new way of thinking, what we used to think about information security in the past, that we have our own verticals of, you know, information, firewalls, the hardened area, the cloud broke that perimeter. Sure. Uh, made a lot of people evolve in the way of the thinking and in even the way of the challenge itself. Suddenly there is a new actor called supply chain, cloud vendor. That wasn't there in the in the past. Right back then, back then we didn't have the cloud, so it had to be something else. It had to be something a little bit you know different. Obviously, well, we had, but we didn't call it cloud. If the virtuality exists over eighteen years, really in the past, okay. you have a lot of services. Even back then, you had Hotmail. You had services. You didn't call it cloud. You had it service. Okay. Nobody treated it as something that you consume. Uh huh. You use. You wanted Hotmail or Walla or Lycos. It was. 
20 years ago. And this was like a service. We it didn't call it a cloud. We just called it, it was the email service, email provider, email exactly. or storage provider. You couldn't consume anything else, but suddenly Google came and you have Gmail and G Drive and you have the ability to put your photos back on the cloud. Somebody taking care of your assets. And so it was like a rebrand almost of the whole technology. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, the whole, for me, the whole ecosystem called information security or even high tech in the information industry, it's rebranding each time. You can say, it, for example, I'm, I'm a middleware architect for about 20 years. Okay. So in back then, it was building services. Then it was SOA, service-oriented architecture. Now the new name is microservices. But if you break down the bricks, you see that again, it's service and the way they connect. So it's a new, it's a rebranding, you're right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, we're just, re, you know, see, this is my thing. I'm a marketer, I come from this player. So I'm like, how are we changing the whole way to make it tastier for everyone to digest? You know what I mean? Exactly. And the fact that there are new technologies, new capabilities, uh, new methods that make it easier, makes it a catchy, make it more uh, adoptable. Right. To either the development or to the system. Regardless. Or to the public even in that sense, yeah. right? So that I want to use the, the, the cloud, right? I want to yeah. use that. I don't want to use the architecture because that's big fancy words. You know, it's like I get scared by that. I don't want to use that. I want to use the cloud. Ooh, what is the cloud? Sounds interesting. You Very know? elusive. So, you know, let's get into that a little bit too. How, how did you first get into... Um, how did you first get into kind of like the whole idea of the cloud infrastructure? You know, what, what brought you into it? Was it something that you, you know, were just fascinated by storage and connection and whatnot? Were you fascinated <laughs> about weather and, and then all of a sudden you took a wrong left turn in your studies and got down computers? You know, what, what got you down there? Wow. Uh, well, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm a geek. First and foremost, um, I like technologies, and so anything that is... Well, welcome to the team. Yeah, I'm a wide team, by you the know, way. Huge. <laughs> uh, but uh, I used, and I am still an architect for long, long years, from infrastructure and everything that comes from the infrastructure milestone. Building better, faster, more adaptable, freeing resources, uh, making sure that I'm adjusted to the needs, to the business needs or to the development needs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm irrelevant, make you um, constantly search for solutions. So if we'll take for just uh, uh, 10 years ago, you had the, VM, the, the virtualization area. Mm -hmm. So suddenly you could create operating systems very fast by scripting. Mm -hmm, right. You used Puppet, Chef, or uh, whatever, Kafka, whatever, to provide a solution in a fast pace to make sure that the development can start developing. Sure. You moved from waterfall uh, project management to agile because you wanted to make sure that they're decoupling. Uh -huh. So it is bricks that evolved to a solution. So you're just they playing Legos, basically. Exactly. For the containers, exactly. Suddenly gave you an, another layer of abstraction, making sure that now you have an application that you can control, not just an operating system. Definitely. So the cloud was just um, as much as it is a an innovation, but it is just another brick in that wall, uh -huh. eventually, uh -huh. and you evolve into it. And I had a chance uh, while I was working in Oracle a couple of years ago to be in the um, a, a, in a pioneer kind of way when Oracle decided to go to the cloud, and that's after already there was Google and the uh, AWS, 
but to harness the infrastructure skills and to move them into the cloud that Oracle wanted to distribute. And suddenly you had to change your way of thought from product to services, to consumption. Right. The, the analogy that I eventually- How was that shift in thought? Hard. It yeah. took me almost a year. Uh, I'm a product guy. I, I want to show you how can I show you a cloud? How can I show you a demo of well, the cloud? That's the thing about it, right? You know, you can't, can't show it. Yeah, I can't show it. It's, it is something that even for an IT, you said, well, you need to invest in your infrastructure in the cloud. Why? I will lose jobs. My system team will no longer be valid. That's not true. And it took me a while to change the way I'm thinking my my vocabulary from product to services to consumption. Mm. And that's an interesting change. That's yeah. like a, and that's not simple to do. Also, I mean, understanding that no. it's a quite different. I mean, really, you know, it's I'm providing you a service, which is kind of intangible, which is something that comes off of, you know, either works or doesn't versus like the product, which is like, you know, this is a physical object I can or, or, or not even a physical object, but some object that I can very much see, touch, use, exactly. feel, whatever. But like the whole idea of the cloud, the service is like, what is that? Like, I can't, you can't give it to me. You know, you can't say like, here's the cloud, Jordan, you know, exactly. take it. I can show you what you can get benefits of it. I can show you the control plane of it, but I can't show you the product. I can take you to a cloud data center. It's not something that, by the way, you won't get in, but it's not something, <laughs> it's not something that I can do as a provider. Okay. And uh, so it's a natural involvement. I'm, I, I like the cloud because of its flexibility. Sure. Uh, and the fact that it's like a sinus wave, you consume, you don't consume, you consume, you don't consume, and you pay either a fixed price if you have a, a proper uh, budget planning, sure. or you are fluctuating according to your needs. Like sure. uh, Black Friday, suddenly you need more computers, right. and then you don't. Right. So the cloud eventually provide you with the flexibility to cope with life changes in the terms of budget. Well, it sounds like it's a very flexible type of you know infrastructure in that sense, as opposed to just like even where you come from, which is the whole product field, right? Because yeah. product's not as, as, not as flexible. You need no. to plan ahead. For example, let's take the, the, the basic, a computer. You, you need a computer for doing your work. I'll tap the, 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 the table once more time. <laughs> Somebody will hit me. Uh, uh, we won't hit you, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> you take the computer, for example. You plan ahead. If you want to plan ahead according to your needs with Black Friday, sure. you will take a huge computer that will probably be idle most of the time. Sure. And you pay for the electricity and the the uh, parts and you need any to replace software it. software that you need? Sure. Software, anything. But you will pay for the high end, not the common type usage you do day to day. Mm -hmm. Cloud ch suddenly changed it. He said, stop, Jordan. Take the basic. If you want to grow, grow. If you want to reduct, reduct. But don't take over size from what you need. Suddenly, it is more of a budget way to look at it. Mm -hmm. But it is uh, it um, mandated us architects to properly design this and the system to be able to grow, mm. to make sure that we have limits to Definitely. the growth Definitely. because we don't want somebody to explode and then we'll find ourselves with a huge budget hole. Right. But it's a fluctuation. It, it allows is, you to be that way. It's agile, fast, you know, a grow, reduct, a, a add more services, remove more services. It's something that it is very fast in the tempo of it. Okay. 
And is that what you're doing now, by the way, at Tangram? Is that what you guys are kind of, you guys are moving forward? No, with, okay. Tangram, first of all, it's a, it's a very... Um, I'm just interested, obviously, you know, it's not the whole discussion that we're no. going to have, but I'm just interested. Well, Tangram is a, it's a matrix uh, company. Okay. Uh, bought about, I think, 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, exists over 20. Uh, in the security realm for that much time, we hold uh, various of expert in uh, four major uh, um, disciplines. Okay. Data, API, uh, information security, on-prem and cloud. Okay. And uh, we actually provide services. We are one of the uh, biggest integrator of beta IBM. And not only, we hold some of the biggest experts in the terms of our uh, discipline. So we provide services to, uh, to company. We do the integration, we provide products, mm -hmm. and now we are providing services like information security services, customer uh, security assessments okay. for cloud security assessments, sorry, for making sure that the company that comes to the cloud wants to go to the cloud already in the cloud, and suddenly they're doing like that, uh, are we okay? Are we safe? Mm -hmm. Are we on track? And it is the involvement in one hand, the rapid pace on the other, that makes the, the triangle of the security because you run fast, you neglect the basics, and then you come to the point that you can, all go, you can no longer go forward because you're blocked by contract saying, are you, a new word, SOC2 compliant? Uh -huh. Are you a ISO 27 something compliant? And then you have a startup saying, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Well, if you want to do a SaaS partner with me, you have to be. And suddenly they need to go back, do the Maslow services basics, and then go forward. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's a very interesting segue then, right, into the whole idea. Of, it's your fault. Yeah. Well, I did a great one. Uh, you know, this my fault, my, my, <laughs> my genius, you know, if you think. But anyway, so... It is the whole idea here of the cyberbullying, right? You know, because yeah. you're dealing with, in a sense, security, right? And that whole idea. So, you know, what is it that, you know, you, I mean, I, I'm going to say it in probably the most layman terms possible here, but how does the cloud and the cloud security that you kind of focus on relate to cyberbullying? And cyberbullying being, you know, this whole new fad that's kind of developed even when I was in, you know, kind of middle school and high school, which was, you know, starting just back in the day on AOL and BBM Messenger when people were kind of sending people bad messages. But now it's turned into, you know, people starting whole Facebook groups against a kid in a class, you know, or exactly. to sending, you know, uh, memes throughout an entire, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever sphere and making someone feel terrible about themselves. How does your expertise fit in there? Well, it is a, a conjunction with two, you know, disciplines. First of all, my expertise in security allows me to view the process in a different way, different, you know, eyeglasses. Yeah, you have a different perspective. And as such, I harnessed my knowledge in security to be able to explain to parents, kids, and teachers how to identify, cope, a, not in the psych psychological way, sure. but cope as a means, means to an end, making sure that they have the tool set, you know, very logically ordered. For example, there is the a 105 um, dispatch okay. for cyberbullying here in Israel, which is one of the unique, uniquest uh, dispatch in the world that is from for kids up to 18 uh -huh. that assist in handling cyberbullying 
over the uh, digital area. So they Even, basically like if I am being bullied, I can like call 105 and yeah. they will like it help is me? a it's a, they will either assist or handle. It depends. It evolves with the police and social workers and psychologists it's in the school, and, I'm sure. Uh, no, oh, it less? is a countrywide. Ah, it's a it is dispatched like uh, the police, but it's for cyberbullying and one of the tool set is being a, a mentor from that a, a dispatch, being able to have the tool set, the set of, a, you know, statistics. Uh-huh. So if we go back to your question, what it is, the cloud and cyberbullying, cloud, as we talked in before, had a, a breakthrough in the fast and rapid a, deployment of applications. Sure. And they are not monitored and they are not safe for some of them. Okay. Sure. I'm... I'm, I'm Taking my big, word, yeah, yeah, very big. Okay, okay. I'm not thinking. You know, you can take a Google or a, a Apple that have mandated that you have tags according to the PEGI, which is the European standard for a application, saying if it is right age for three year old, seven year old, eighteen, whatever, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and they're also making sure that what you said you're doing in the app, you are doing. But in the past, it wasn't like that. Sure. For and and if I'm I'm taking a a wider screen, for example, Snapchat in the early days when you could write a message and it was deleted after 30 seconds. Right. A, a, a fertile ground for bullying. Right. I can say whatever you want to you. And it gets and done. I didn't do it. And I, don't, and I even think back in the day you couldn't even screenshot it or, or at least it wasn't no. even known if you screenshot it, right? I can do it. Right. I can do it and I can tell you whatever I want. Uh, you're talking about Facebook. I'm, I'm talking to my teenage girl and she said people are opening fake profiles on uh, Instagram for the purpose of bullying and deleting them. The fact that it is a, a vague profile, you no longer need to face the person you're bullying. What's, you it's, know, it's funny, I'll tell you this, you'll, you'll probably love this line. I, I, you know, I box and one time I, 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 uh, I read something from Mike Tyson who said, you know, social media has made everyone too comfortable for saying stuff and not getting punched in the face for it. And I think it's very true nowadays. Exactly. You know, really, I mean, you have these kids coming out of these word works and, you know, coming out with these very, very rude and terrible things on social media. And it's actually even worse because I was reading this whole thing about even what was going on during during COVID. I mean, think about this. You're not even in the school anymore with people exactly. and you're having cyberbullying go on to exactly. a level that's this is your only interaction with the kid. Exactly. And they're opening fake groups, neglecting. I I can tell you a story, a short story. Um, When my kid was 13 year old, my eldest, Mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, going under a boycott. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. He didn't know about it. He's up in the clouds. He was getting shunned. He was having a silence. He's out of the clouds. Uh He's not interested in anything, but he was boycott. And the people who boycotted him created a group making sure that he will not be there to make sure that nobody will come to his party. Now, we as parents, again, the harnessing part, got fi- got into it, found it out, and we started to get a campaign to make sure that they understand what they're missing. We didn't tackle the bullying itself. Sure. We marketed the a party to make sure that they will lose if they won't come. Right. At the end of the year, we have the summary, you know, by the teacher and blah, blah, blah. And she said, well, we had a great year and stuff like that. And one of the parents whose kid was the bully 
said, yeah, we have this and that and that. Said, are you aware that your kid was bullying somebody else? No, nothing to it. No way. No. Suddenly I faced it with facts. She couldn't bury her head deep enough. Right. Because, and that's the problem. Is that parents aren't even aware of They're the They're not aware. Wow. We're working very hard. The technology is immensely fast forwarding. We cannot cope with it. Okay, you talked about Facebook. Facebook is an old platform. They're not using it. The kids are not using it. No, they're on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. They're not talking. Right. They're voice recording. So even if, even if it's cyberbullying, I want to help. So I'll provide you with a recording session or a keystroker. There isn't any. You need to analyze words. You're going to a, a natural language uh, processing. Processing. Yeah. It, it is something that it is. What's well, sometimes more advanced than anything that we're dealing with and right now? It you is know. now. Right. It is now happening. So, cloud provide us with the tool set and the challenge, and but eventually is our task as parents, teachers, and kids, by the way, to take responsibility. One of my friends wrote a very good sentence in one of my presentation, okay. saying that kids can only plan one move ahead, but we are our parents are obligated to teach them the meaning of the 10th stage of what they're doing now. And suddenly when you talk to kids... So that's like the idea of saying basically like, yeah, you might set up this fake profile, you might send this bad recording right around, but... But it will it will come you. Right, it will come back to bite you, or exactly. who knows what it will be even, you know, God forbid something worse happens down the line or to Or somebody kid. will do it to you. Yeah, there you go. When I, when I lecture to kids, you know, you need to use the proper... Uh, uh, illustratives and and samples to make sure that you're going from the same, different age because not all ages have the same attention span or sure. the same way and eventually you say to come to kid let's say 12 year old sure. saying what will happen if I'll slap you in the face he said well I'll give you back right but I don't know that it was you you got slapped now who will you turn to you got slapped by whom yeah that's what you're doing when you're writing a message you're slapping, but you're incognito. It's not you. You're not taking responsibilities for your action. You said it correctly. You need to be punched in the face right. because then you see me. You see my face. You know that I'm insulted, that I'm offended right. at what you wrote. And also just on a le another level, if I'm stronger than you, you're not going to come up and do that to me. You know. Well, that's not the issue. The, the, the whole COVID deleted almost the ability to understand human interaction in the first of looking in your eyes and seeing that you're hurt. Right. And maybe, just maybe, you'll understand that it is not okay. Bad right. what you've done. Right. And you'll be sorry. But if I'm writing the words, I don't see you. Well that's the whole thing, right? I can write a word, I can post it, I can forget about it, I can go about my day, nothing happened. What I and I do I turn not, off the notifications, exactly. I don't see it. There are not there aren't any implications to the word the written word. You know, there are stick and stones can hurt my bone, words can never hurt me. Yeah. That's not true anymore. No. Words are bad as Stick and stones. Well, let's be honest. They were bad even back in the day. That whoever made yeah. up that statement is an idiot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but but that's that's the issue. And as a security, if we go back to the the whole topic, you have you've you're now possessed with skills that you can show parents what to do. For example, you have parental control applications that up to now they were non-existent. You can actually, if the kid allow, and there are all the the legal stuff behind it, but eventually. Even my kids have app installed in their phone, they know it, that tracks 
their being. But it's not because I want to uh, follow them around. It's more to allow them to be free where they are going. Sure. Okay, so for example, a very short example. My kid went to bike riding in Yom Kippur. Okay. Suddenly he got lost. He didn't know where he is. Sure. All buildings look the same. Right. He called me and said, Dad, I don't know where I am. I have the app. I have the GPS location. So you found him. I saw him. Right. I guided him how to go back, and he was stressed. He didn't know. Everything was similar. Sure. So suddenly the, the app that controlled his life by the bad old mean dad. Saved his life. Saved his life. Definitely. And that's the balance. You're not supposed to be a cop. You're not supposed to be a psychologist. You need to be a parent and to take control, not control, to get involved. And so you're saying that right now kind of what the cloud, let's say, is offering parents is the ability to get involved. A lot. And not necessarily be this evil fat figure of, oh, well, they're telling me I can't look at these things and I can't do this and I can't go play my games and I can't. No, it's like we're, the, the parent is here with whatever tools, whether it's a parent control app, whether it's, you know, uh, some type of monitor, right? I know they come out with these that deal with monitors of what's being said online. That there, helps you to know what's going on. And be reactive. Now, you can say it in, even in the past. As a parent, you need to get involved. Open the doors, the kid's door. Even if he shouts at you, close the door, it's my private life. No, sorry. Let's sit and talk. What are you doing? Open his computer. Open his laptop. Educate them. The word is educate. You don't need to foster. You don't need to uh, beat them up with, uh, um, you know, knowledge. Educate. Give them the ability to identify the danger by themselves. My kids are so into it that even uh, people will ask them, act to them in a bad manner. First of all, they have the good reaction towards it. They know how to do it. And they, they report back, which is an amazing. The fact that they report back and saying, something happened, what can you do to assist? Now, a lot of the time, actually, I don't have anything to no, assist. You don't have the tools. But the fact that they approached me i know that they're on the path i can say that well you did right go on leave it or if it is very important or very harsh situation i can sit and understand what to do even by telling them what to type in a reply but they're doing it it's not funny me. you know this comes i think you know we, we're coming towards the end of the podcast and so you know we're gonna think we're gonna end this with saying as always you know, you you can teach a man to fish, right? And he'll be he'll be full forever. It's just that it's the same idea with the kids. Exactly. You teach your kids how to deal with this. You use the applications that are at your disposal to create an ability to get involved, and you teach your kids. And in the end, they'll be able to help themselves with cyberbullying more than you could ever do. Exactly, because they are much more adaptive, fast forwarding than I will ever be. And let's face it, we are so caught up in the day to day tasks the house maintenance and the bills, we don't have the time. Even when we have 10% of the time, they have 80% of the time. We will never manage the gap, but we can join the trip. We can be a part of it. You can join and the effort. Exactly. And that's the main thing in coping with cyberbullying. Be there. Not necessarily provide the answer. Or sometimes, you know, they just want to offload. See, right. Just want to share that's okay. And as a parent, it's the hardest task ever is not to come and say, I'm going to kick this ass. No, stop. Just listen. But the fact that they're approaching 
And that's the trust you want to earn from your kids that they will not be ashamed to call you. And I can give you an example about it in a, in a very sure. short uh, sentence. One of the reasons I start lecturing in schools is that I was approached by a friend who said that he knows a friend who been uh, extortioned to post his picture uh, up on the web because he did a mistake and he was afraid to approach his parents. Now, back in the days, it wasn't the Dispatch 105 or whatever. So I talked to a, a how do you call it, a, a juvenile officer in the police who guided me, even back then, who guided me. You need to do this and this, but make sure that before there is a formal complaint, I cannot do anything. Mm -hmm. But I went to the school. I created a whole presentation about cyberbullying and in it injected the, the guides towards that situation specifically without talking about the situation. At the end, that kid went to my uh, daughter and said to her, I know he talked about me, thank you. And he approached his parents. Wow. And that eventually ended the situation, but he didn't talk to his parents before. Wow. He was ashamed. He did something wrong. It's, it's, the end, it's the end goal of, again, really just sometimes getting involved and providing the right tools is like the key. Exactly. Oren, listen, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you. A real breath of fresh air, I would say, from the normal tech talks that I've had. <laughs> so thank you so much. And I'd love to have you back. And uh, we'll be in touch. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you.